Regina and Christine, where we share our stories as women openly and honestly. We believe it's the right journeys, our happy and sad times that connect us as sisters, because we're all perfectly imperfect. And welcome back to another episode of Perfectly Imperfect. I am Christine. And I'm Regina. Every single time we're about to record, there's always background noise. Right now, I don't know if you can hear it, but there's a freaking weed whacker. The gardener's here. I feel like he's just going round and round underneath my apartment right now. Only specifically yours. Like yeah. right underneath your window. He's like, oh, Christine's recording. All right, I'm going to stay right here. Whack all her weeds. Whack all my weeds. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed, but maybe in like two episodes ago, we had to pause every 10-ish minutes because the guy next door just would not stop pounding on the wall. <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> Maybe he's saying, yes, yes, girl, I feel it. We'll take it as a positive reinforcement. So, Christine, how was your women's empowerment panel for collaboration? It was really inspiring, as you can imagine. I mean, even being invited, I felt really honored to be thought of as an empowering woman in the industry. Oh, stop. Oh, my God. I know. I know. The energy in the room really just felt uplifting in so many ways. The people that were there were inspiring to me and being able to celebrate women in general. There's no other feeling. I think for me growing up, I always saw women as competition. And I guess it was just ingrained in me. But now that I've matured, the more that we celebrate each other, the more that you feel empowered. Mm -hmm. Someone else's accomplishment is like, yes, that's that's for us. That's for her. That's amazing. Good for you. Yeah, so being able to channel that in person with other people, I think embodies everything that I've been feeling and especially this year. It just felt amazing to celebrate. Oh, that's so heartwarming. I wish you were there. I know, I know. All these events are happening and I feel like I'm missing out. But it's so exciting to see you involved with the community and really continuing to get our voices out there. Yeah, well, you are inspiring and you empower me. Oh my God. Women Crush Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, what are we talking about today? I have shed so many tears about this topic. It's something that I feel like I carry around with me all the time, but I don't necessarily address. I know it's there, but society and media and everyone, we just don't really like to talk about it. And that topic is body image. I feel like even though we don't talk about it, it's in our faces all the time. Yeah, and most of the time, it's not even what other people say about me. It's what I say to myself. After, you know, I had a burger and then I walk outside and I see a photo of Kendall Jenner on a billboard and I'm just like, oh, I'm never going to look like that. And I just ate a burger. And so I'm going to look even less like that now. And then I start blowing it up in my mind. Like, what's wrong with you? I can't believe you ate that. Don't you know how unhealthy it is? You're already trying to lose weight. So like, why did you splurge on that one meal? I would end up feeling so horrible afterwards. And all I did was eat a burger. And after a while, it kind of just ended up feeling normal to hate my body that much. And when I see those girls on the billboards, I feel like we don't even notice that they're that thin and that it's not normal to be that thin. 
it's just become a part of our daily lives. It's normalized. Exactly. And there's only one body type that everybody idealizes. And it's tall, skinny. Most of the time, it's white women, blonde hair. It's a very specific group, but it's a very idolized group. Yeah. We also see it all over our social media feeds, even mm-hmm. with women that we know. Picture a perfect-esque ideal of a woman that we're all supposed to either want to be or try to be. Mm-hmm. The idea of body image really just comes down to your attitude towards your body and how you see yourself and how you think and feel about the way you look and how you think others perceive you because of it. Mm-hmm. Really, it has nothing to do with size or shape. It's just a product of our peer, social, cultural, and family values. And these values influence our own perception, self-worth, and self-esteem. Body image to me has always been more defined by weight. But then for me, I was like, how does this topic speak to me? And then I saw this definition of what unhealthy body image is. And it's thinking that your body is disgusting or not good enough. Think you're too fat. You're not pretty enough. And then ultimately, it means believing what you look like determines your value as a person. And I feel like everybody can relate to that. Whether you're a woman or you're a man, you're judged by your outside. I feel at the end of the day, this world makes you think that your worth is based off of what people can see, not what you have to offer inside. So ultimately, we want to get to a point and an idea where a healthy body image is when you're able to be comfortable in your own skin. It's not that you think your body is perfect, but that you accept it and you commit to loving it. And to be perfectly honest, I struggle with that every single day. I look in the mirror and I feel not good enough because of my weight and my size and the fact that I don't have a thigh gap or the fact that the dress that I bought that looked super cute on my friend doesn't fit right or accentuates all the wrong parts of my body that I spend so much of my time trying to hide. And I hate admitting that. I hate admitting that this affects me that much, but it does. Like I will catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror and the bathroom at work. And just look at myself and be like, why do you look so disgusting? And that's why it's been so hard for me to talk about this. Because as I'm saying these things, I feel so ridiculous. Like, obviously, my looks aren't everything. And yet, it still dictates so much of my life. Wow. That is so powerful, Regina. I feel like there's so many people out there right now that can relate to exactly what you're saying and feeling. Maybe not in the same context, but that self-loathing is a real struggle. I mean, it takes a certain level of vulnerability to admit that out loud. Have you always felt this way about yourself? This is something that I feel like has always sat on the back of my mind. It's always something that I'm thinking about. I don't think that I realize how much it affected me because it just became part of me to be ashamed of my body. Growing up, I was actually a really skinny child. And then I started gaining weight in middle school and consistently gained weight through high school and college. And now my weight has kind of evened out. For the most part, I would describe my body as curvy is the socially acceptable term. And I think that as an Asian woman, it was actually quite uncommon because I think just genetically, Asian women are smaller. But I know that in my family, we have the tendency to be on the heavier curvy side. 
And so that was something that I've always been extremely, extremely sensitive about. I remember my dad would sometimes make like, and and he never did it in an ill-intentioned way, but he'd just be like, oh, maybe you shouldn't wear those shorts. And then I'd just like go in my room and cry. It's like the idea of trying to be someone that I'm not. And I remember even going online and trying to motivate myself to lose weight by buying dress sizes that were like maybe one or two sizes too small. But then I would end up with 10 dresses that weren't my size, didn't fit right. And then I'd feel even worse about myself because I gave myself a goal of six months to get into that dress and it still doesn't fit. And if anything, maybe it's even tighter now. And so I always have to go in with the mentality of like, oh, okay, well, trying to understand my body type. And I hated that. I always felt like, why do I have to take this extra step to think about that? Oh, my life would just be so much easier if I was skinny and just looked good in everything. I remember always thinking that in middle school and even high school and even now sometimes being like, oh, well, my thighs are too thick for that pair of shorts or skirt or whatever. Doesn't it always feel really crappy when you buy something online hoping that when it comes and you wear it, you're going to look exactly like how that model (laughs) looks like? And then when you put it on, you feel like the frumpiest. You're just like, oh, this is not what I was promised. That happens to me a lot too because those little thoughts would creep in, not just when I was shopping. Like it would be on a daily basis. Sometimes I'd see a coworker walk by and be like, oh, she looks so cute in that dress. I could never wear something like that. And it was an insecurity that I really held on to and let dictate my life. What were some of the ways that you actually struggled with weight gain and loss? So with weight gain, I have the tendency to stress eat. I would say that it's kind of along the same lines of like binge eating where I just get really stressed and I just like want to go, you know, get a bag of chips and eat pizza or just really unhealthy and fatty foods. And in the moment, it's like a temporary relief where I'm just like, oh, it tasted so good. It felt so good. But then afterwards, I'd feel really like terrible about myself because I felt like I lost that self-control. A lot of people, what they don't understand, especially if they've never been through it, is that when they look at people who are heavier, who have gained weight, they always say, well, can't you just stop eating? Mm. That's like the very simple way. It's like, oh, well, if you're unhappy with yourself, just stop eating so much. Like what's wrong with you? Have some self-control. A lot Mm. of the times it's a lot more complicated than that. Mm -hmm. It's like, yes, I can stop eating, but I'll also crave things more. And if I withhold myself from all of these snacks now, I'm just going to binge later. So I have Mm -hmm. this kind of very unhealthy relationship with food where I'll eat food to make myself feel better. But then after I eat it to feel better, I feel worse. I've done so many different diets, like the 17 day diet, where it's 17 days of like no grains, only lean meats and vegetables, no starchy vegetables. They're like all these rules. And I remember doing it and I felt miserable. I mean, yes, I was eating a lot more vegetables, but it was never satisfying. So then I would Mm -hmm. give myself little leniencies like, oh, okay, I'll eat a bunch of vegetables here, but you know, I'll have a piece of bread with that. I would either give myself too many leniencies or cut myself back too much. And so again, it was this back and forth. And when I was eating really healthy, I'd feel really good about myself, but then I'd have cravings. And then if I ate really bad, then I'd look in the mirror and just feel so worthless, feel so unattractive. Even waking up in the morning, I'd look at myself in the mirror and 
hate what I would see. I'd see my thick thighs, flabby stomach, my big arms. I'd see cellulite. I'd see stretch marks. And I think for me, the thing that took me the longest to do in the morning was to find an outfit that I felt comfortable in. I felt like I always tried to find outfits that would hide my body because I was so insecure about it. I didn't want to parade it around. Doesn't it always feel that way when you feel crappy about the way you look? And then it doesn't matter how you put on your makeup or what you wear. You just kind of exude that. You're just like, it doesn't even matter if I wear these jeans or these sweats. I just feel really crappy. Nothing is going to change that. Yeah. And it's funny, right? Because sometimes you can wake up and be like, wow, I'm the hottest thing. I look so good in this outfit and feel so confident. And other days you just look in the mirror and everything is terrible. Your hair is terrible. It doesn't matter how much makeup you cake on. You just feel terrible. You think about it, you're the same person as you were when you felt hot and then when you felt not. Okay, maybe you're having a bad hair day or whatever it is, but it's really just how you feel. Nothing about your exterior has really changed from mm-hmm. that day versus this day. I'm sure that there were nights that you felt so alone in the struggle and feeling like you've tried everything and that nothing has worked. You're no closer to looking like the models or what the ideal body image that you want to even be for yourself In those moments, how did you feel? What did you tell yourself? Um, It was really hard, especially since, you know, growing up in an Asian family, I love them, but at the same time, they're very critical. In front of them, when they're saying things like, oh, maybe you should lose some weight, or you'd be so much prettier if you lost weight, I would carry those feelings with me. Like in front of them, I just kind of laugh it off. And then late at night, I would let it consume me. Then I started contributing all of my problems to my weight. Like, no one asked you to prom because you're fat. And remember when your friend said that that dress was cute on you? She probably just felt sorry for you. And these thoughts just didn't stop. Like, I started contributing everything to this one factor that I felt so helpless in. I felt like I lost control of my life. Like, how did I even let myself get this way? And yeah, those people are right. Like, if I want to lose weight, I should just stop eating. But the thing is, I couldn't. Food made me feel good. It was like a never-ending cycle that I just couldn't escape. I mean, it's totally understandable given that the world, your family, are saying that you should be this way because this way and looking this way equates happiness, equates finding a husband and a man and achieving all these amazing things. And because you aren't that and you don't look like that logically in your head throughout childhood and till now, you just tell yourself that I'm not going to be successful then. I'm not going to be happy. Right. It's not as common to see curvier women in charge. It always feels like curvier women have to overcompensate. Like you have to be Adele, Mm -hmm. like her voice in order to be Mm -hmm. Adele, you know? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. yet you could be Britney Spears (laughs) and cannot sing for for crap. And then, you know, sorry to all the Britney Spears fans out there, but that's the truth. She can't really sing. I mean, but I mean, but we love her too. And I think that this is why representation matters. Yes. To be able to see different women of different shapes and sizes, color, everything. 
I think that that's something that growing up, especially in the 90s and into the early 2000s, body positivity wasn't really something that was promoted. I feel like it only really started in the past couple of years where there are models like Iskra Lawrence, who is the model for Aerie, who does the no retouching, no Photoshop campaign. And I think that that's something that I would have liked to have seen growing up, a curvy size 14 woman be considered sexy and beautiful. That was just something that I didn't have growing up. And I had never heard anyone call anything outside the standard norm of what it meant to be a model beautiful. It makes a difference because you see yourself. It makes a huge difference. Yeah, you see yourself in them and you see them being confident, embracing their body and really showing young girls that you are not defined by your size. It's defined by how you feel. The whole campaign of everybody is a bikini body. As long as you put a bikini on it, it's a bikini body kind of mentality, you know? I know I always bring Oprah Mm -hmm. up. (laughs) I always sneak her in. But she embodies that. Yeah. Oprah has struggled her entire life with weight gain. I know. There was a portion of time that she was super skinny. Like she finally got Mm -hmm. to that model-esque size. Yeah. And then she gained it all back. For those of you who have not read what I know for sure. Christine actually bought me that book. It's Oprah's book. Oh my god, I love it so much. (laughs) It's so good. I remember reading the part where she talked about her weight and I almost wanted to cry because I related to it so much. Mm. It felt so inspiring because a woman like Oprah Winfrey struggled with her weight. Still struggling. And still struggles. She's like the spokeswoman for Weight Watchers now. Yeah, and I love it when she goes, I love bread! (laughs) (laughs) Because I do too, I love carbs. But I think that being able to talk about it openly has really opened up my eyes. And there are so many digital influencers now that I look up to because I'm like, wow, you embrace your size I think that people do get tired of seeing like the same kind of girls all the time. They want to see that variety. I remember one of the images that really, really affected me was, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen it before, but it's like this photo of maybe like eight to 10 women lined up and they were all the same weight but different heights. Mm. And it showed you that every woman carries their weight differently. It just showed you that number on that scale really doesn't define you because you can embrace the beauty that is within you outside of that. Yeah, I think going back to Oprah's book, she had this one line that really resonated with me. She's like, I have big full lips because I was born to talk. Mm. I needed big full lips in order to carry out the words that I wanted to say. I used to think the very things I found unattractive about myself was because it didn't fit into the image of what I was supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. But those are the very things that make me me. And I think that's the Mm -hmm. idea of embracing yourself and your own body image. That was something that was really hard for me to grasp and sometimes still is. There's one story in particular that still stings when I think about it. This story happened maybe five years ago now. And it's a story that I've actually never told anyone because I was super embarrassed by it. And it was something that I mulled over for such a long time, but didn't want to admit to because I was very insecure about it. 
basically the old company that we used to work for, they made super cute merchandise and they made these t-shirts. And I remember everybody in the office was asked to model these t-shirts, except for me. I was never even asked. I just remember doing these shoots and I was always in the background. I was the one helping with the t-shirt changes, but I was never asked to be in front of the camera. That was something that I really took to heart because all of my coworkers were featured on the website and I was even asked, oh, hey, do you have any pretty friends that we can use for these shoots? After a while, I couldn't help but attribute it to the fact that I didn't fit into that picture-perfect Asian girl stereotype. I didn't have the right look. I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't the right size. I like filled my brain with all these negative thoughts as to why I wasn't asked mm -hmm. to do this one simple thing. And I remember even in videos, someone commented, I remember I screenshotted it too, because I wrote a blog post about it afterwards. But I remember when I first read it, someone wrote, wow, if I had her thighs, I would not be wearing those shorts. Mm -hmm. And as a young woman who's coming into womanhood and what it means to be a female in society, that comment really hurt because then I felt like, oh, well, I can't be a girl who wears short shorts because short shorts don't look good on me. By somebody else's definition. Exactly. But when you're that young and when you're going through the process of learning to be comfortable in your skin, what other people say and what other people think eventually become what you think about yourself, yeah. which is the terrible, terrible thing about it. It's like the idea that we were not born with shame. Mm -hmm. We did not understand the concept of shame until someone made us feel like we had to feel shame. Yeah. And that's because someone else put their definition and their opinions on us of what we should and shouldn't be. And then we were taught to be embarrassed when we weren't that. A hundred percent. And then after hearing these outside comments, they become part of you. They become your thinking. They become embedded in your DNA. And mm -hmm. so I feel like I started to try to dig deeper into why I really wanted to change my lifestyle, mm -hmm. why I would go on these workout binges and why food seemed to be so comforting to me mm -hmm. and really dive into why I felt this way about myself. What did you find out? I started to realize that all these ideas that I was populating my head with had nothing to do with me and how I felt about myself, but what I saw in other people and that pain that I felt in being me and being my size, it was all external. It was what the media was trying to feed me. At the end of the day, I started to realize that everybody was trying to fit into this one beauty standard and... I was sick of it. I was really tired of trying to live up to the standards of someone else's beautiful. I wanted to have a healthy relationship with food. I wanted to have a healthy relationship with myself. A lot of that was what the media was feeding me. It was a lot of, hey, check out Jennifer Aniston's new workout. Oh, how I lost 10 pounds and kept it off. It made me realize that if I kept chasing what other people expected of me, I was never going to be happy with myself. The constant comparison really wore on me of always looking to find acceptance outwardly instead of inwardly. Well, because when you are judged solely by how you look like on the outside, then you feel like people only see your weight. And that's actually what I always thought. I honestly felt whenever I met someone new, I was like, oh, that must have been the first thing that crossed their mind. 
I used to always think that, especially when we used to go to bars with my friends and, you know, guys would come over and talk to us. I'd always be like, oh, he must know. <laughs> like, he must know how I feel. Or you feel like you know what he's thinking about you. Yeah. I've been the same way about my looks, where I feel like what I have to say means less to somebody else, that if I looked prettier or better that people will take me more seriously and these are of course things that I made up in my head because since I'm not all those Mm -hmm. things and I'm so insecure about that Mm -hmm. then I feel that's what I must be projecting out and that's what people are thinking and they're just not saying to my face yeah it really just becomes how you're not what you think you're supposed to be to get what you want or to live the life that you dream of and then you focus more on all of the exterior versus it really just comes down to how you feel. It really doesn't matter how you look like on the outside because you could be the most gorgeous, put together, handsome guy or girl and still feel like crap and it doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's something that I'm still learning today. Again, I have good days and I have bad days. But what I'm trying to do is refocus instead of focusing on my dress size or focusing on my weight, really shifting my focus on how I feel. So one of the things that I wanted to start working on is my fitness to get stronger. And so one of the ways that I started implementing that is class pass. I started going to spin more and I can feel myself getting stronger, really being able to push myself to go to these classes, at least five classes a month, and sometimes going to the gym that I have downstairs in my building. That was a huge step for me. I really needed to take that step back and celebrate that success of the fact that I signed up for this in January and I've been consistently going to at least five classes a month. Afterwards, I walk out feeling really good about myself. Mm -hmm. And that Mm -hmm. is something that you can't take for granted. You know, being able to walk out of a class and know that you did either a 45 minute or a 60 minute session where you just really kicked butt. And I think that that has increased my confidence tremendously. It's just that feeling of accomplishment. And knowing that I'm working towards a healthier lifestyle, I'm working towards a longer life. I have family history of hypertension and diabetes and all of that. And I don't want to slow down anytime soon. I want to keep going. And I know that increasing my fitness and really being able to focus on that will help me. Yeah, good for you. I feel like body image is something that is always going to be a constant struggle. Yeah. But having that mentality... If you find yourself worth, then you will treat yourself better. You understand gratitude in that you're given so much. Mm -hmm. Just the fact that we don't have any huge health conditions or we're able to walk, we can breathe without a machine and function. Those are blessings that a lot of people don't have. And all the other things don't really matter. Like the shape of our nose, how high our eyebrows arch or whatever it is i think that's when we're being hypercritical of ourselves Mm -hmm. and we're taught to focus and divert attention to the things that don't matter and actually it's just a waste of time and energy like the time that i spend looking in the mirror and breaking myself down and being like oh this pimple oh this hair and it's like all that energy could be spent on something much more worthwhile much more productive yeah it's really finding your own style and embracing it yeah we all are made unique and different for a reason yeah exactly and even when it comes to fitness i do different classes than my friends because my body is different and it handles different things 
in different ways. Like I have friends who love Bikram yoga, but I don't do well in the heat. Like I feel like I'm going to pass out. So really learning to understand yourself, not just your passions and your desires, but also understanding your own body and what it can handle. Mm -hmm. I think that that's something that, especially when you're young, you overlook because you're like, oh, my body's going to be like this forever. Like I'm invincible. No, like really paying attention to your body and what it's asking for can really help gain a healthier mindset. And you know, the beautiful thing about your body is that if you listen, it tells you what it needs. Yeah. Like as I was walking home to record this podcast, I got this massive headache and I was like, oh, my body's dehydrated. I haven't, I haven't really been drinking water all day. You know, like it literally will tell you and it will tell you when you need to take it easy and you need to listen to your body as much as you need to listen to your soul and what drives you. And it really does help to find other women out there who look like you when it comes to something like style and fashion. I feel like it does get a negative connotation for being very superficial, but there's actually so much benefits to it because if you know how to dress your body and you know how to feel good in an outfit, it boosts your confidence, not just in the way that you look, but just the way that you feel. Like That's why I love following digital influencers who are a little curvier. There's this one girl, her name is Ann Wynn, and she embraces it. She's really daring in her style. And I really admire that because there's so many outfits that she wears that I would think to myself like, oh, I could never wear that. Seeing her have the confidence to do so, it's so uplifting and it does make me feel more confident. Because really, you just have this one body for the rest of your life. You can alter it. You can change it. You can slather on more makeup. You can wear those like form-fitting, what are those things called that the Kardashians wear where it like... Oh, the waist trainers. Like they totally morph your body and contort it in ways that it's not meant to. It doesn't matter how much of that you put on. Ultimately, at the end of the night, deep in the dark, you are alone with just yourself and your thoughts and how you feel about yourself. So you might as well fill your mind with positive thoughts and work on a healthier lifestyle rather than having the focus be on what you're wearing or what makeup you have on or what you look like. Take care of yourself because you're worth it and the world needs you to continue on being you. And in that way, though we may not feel it, we may not know it, but you, as you are, are inspiring other people. Mm -hmm. So embrace your differences and embrace everything that you are. If there are certain parts of your body or certain parts of your face or whatever that you're uncomfortable with, really dive into why and don't be so hard on yourself really is the bottom line mentality. A lot of the women in those magazines have even admitted themselves that they don't look like that in real life. And so stop trying to be someone or something that you're not. We really have to let go of that false belief that how you look on the outside will determine how happy you are in life. Mm -hmm. We all know that's not true. It's ingrained in us and we have to let it go because that's preventing us from living our happiest moment now. Everyone has that opportunity. You have that power to do so now. Yeah. I mean, body image is a daily struggle. It's not a one answer fits all for every day. They can't just adopt this mentality and then you feel like, oh, I love myself every single day. We struggle without ourselves all the time. I mean, Mm -hmm. like we said, there'll be days that we wake up and we feel great. And then there are other days we look at ourselves in the mirror and we're like, ugh, just blah. Mm -hmm. 
So be patient with yourself. Try to stop yourself in that moment when you hear your negative thoughts come in and say, wait, I need to take a step back because that is not me. That is the soundtrack of life, of negativity. And that is not my voice. And you don't accept that. You don't accept that as your truth. Mm -hmm. As long as you can be present, start by just being still in the moment. And when you hear those thoughts, that's already a big step. And you may not win every day, but that's okay. It's practice. It's a muscle that you work out. And pretty soon, you'll be able to catch those negative thoughts and you can address it and you can choose to reject it. And that's what I mean by you have the choice. You've always had the power to make that choice for yourself. So I hope you can take that in and accept the real reality that you are beautiful, magnificent, and oh, so powerful. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Regina, for sharing, I know, such a real struggle and, I mean, something so real and personal. It's something that I feel like I've carried around long enough, and that's why I wanted to do this episode. And with that being said, it would mean the absolute world to us if you could rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever other podcast app that you guys use. And if you want to know what else we're up to during the week, feel free to follow us. Social links will be in the description box below. Yay! Yay! Another episode. You are gorgeous. You are too. (laughs) All right. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.